What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode seven. Seven. Man, that sounds crazy. Seven of the IDK Sports Podcast. I don't know what I'm talking about, Sports Podcast. My name is Anthony. I am your host. And this is the Sports Podcast, talking sports with the average guy. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, IDK Sports Pod. And we drop every Sunday on anywhere you get your podcast at, at any platform. Don't forget to turn the notification on so you can see every time that we drop or any news regarding the podcast. In episode this week, this week, we were able to talk a little bit about what sports are known across the world. And what is the most popular sports in the world? Not the most watched most popular sports in the world. I think this list, if you never looked it up, might surprise you. I also had my wife come by and we talked a little bit about homecoming, a little bit more deep in homecoming because it is October and it is homecoming season. I'm not going to stop talking about it. Homecoming season, if you've never been, go to your closest HBCU and go to his homecoming. Find out what it is. Buy some tickets for things. You'll have a great time. And also, this this time since it was my birthday and I could not record on Saturday, we're going to record, instead of recording the recap, I recorded a mid-season IDK hot takes. But don't take them too seriously because I don't know what I'm talking about. We're going to talk a little bit since college football is at the midway point, talking about a little bit about the FBS hot takes I have and a little bit about the HBCU hot takes I have. I mean some of these hot takes you might agree with and some of you might be like man Ant, what the hell are you talking about but again it's a great thing about a podcast and i already made a disclaimer that it's in the title i don't know what i'm talking about so without further ado man let's get started let's get into it all right everybody so today again for the unprecedented third time we have another special guest in the building, I have my lovely wife here to help me explain some things. Tammy, say hello. Hello. All right. So we got a couple of the topics that we're going to talk about in this episode. We're going to break down the most popular sports in the world versus the most popular sports in America. And we're also going to break down a little bit of homecoming, too, since October is homecoming season. You ain't never having your school, like, we used to sing a song like H. O-M-E-C-O, M-I-N-G, it's homecoming, y'all, homecoming, y'all. Wait, you did that in high school? Yeah, I went to a black high school. I never. They used to sing it in the, um, over the intercom for the morning announcement. You used to love it, too. I saw your head used to bob, sing it when you're sitting in class. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what we used to do. October is the homecoming season. But before we get into all that, I really wanted to, when it came to my heart, because every week I think of, and Tangie knows, I spill out maybe, let's say, what, 10 different topics a week? Yeah. And I usually settle down on one sometime during the week. Sometimes it's on Wednesday, like today. Yeah. Sometimes it's on Friday. Well, this is well thought out. Yeah, this you, thought, you, you, like, had to do a little bit of research. Yeah, I had to do a little bit of research. Sometimes I don't think of Saturday. Sometimes you don't, sometimes and it shows. You got a shot? Yeah. It was a truth. <laughs> anyway, so this is what I was thinking about. I want to think about because I see sports, right? And now somebody like me, I watch all sports, right? So I sometimes forget that a lot of Americans don't watch the sports that I watch. This is true. Um, Because America watches usually three main sports, football, basketball, baseball. And it got me to thinking... What are the most popular sports in the world? And had me thinking of maybe why, Mm -hmm. right? So when I say most popular, okay, these sports are most popular and it takes in the category when I searched on Google and three different websites. Very, very official. I looked at five different websites. Uh And Google, so you know it's accurate. And you know it's real. And it wasn't Wikipedia. Oh, come on now. Um, So I have, it took into account fans, viewership, Mm -hmm and active people playing in the world, registered people playing in the world, right? So I think at no surprise, soccer came in number one that has over 3.5 billion fans. Soccer didn't really surprise me as number one. Soccer's been being played. It's not even no true documented time who invented soccer. Um, some say the Aztecs played with a rubber ball. Sometimes, some people say the Chinese invented it with a 
uh, when they played in some of like some of what was it the Ming Dynasty? Like we're talking about we're talking about BC now. Yeah. Um, but the first professional league was started in England in nineteen in the nineteen hundreds. Right. So they've been playing soccer for forever. Mm-hmm. So it's no surprise that soccer is number one. Now we get down to some of the other sports. We got cricket came in at number two. Okay. Hockey came in at number three. That was shocking. That is very shocking. That wouldn't surprise me. Tennis, kind of high on the list than I thought, but when you think about it, tennis came in at number four. Volleyball at number five. Um, basketball, baseball, and then I stopped, and the last one was rugby, right? So them are the most popular sports in the world, which takes into account fans, registered players, and viewership um, of that sport. Contrast to America. Now, America, football is the most popular sport, followed by basketball, followed by baseball, followed by boxing, and then hockey comes in. And I stopped right there. So when you look at that, that's a complete contrast. Like football is not even the top 10 most popular sports in the world. Isn't football like an American thing, though? It is an American game. But it just surprised me that even basketball wasn't up there. But everybody plays basketball. Yeah. I thought. But, you know. So it got me looking at this list, and I got to thinking. And I said, why is that? So when we look at it, like cricket, soccer, hockey, tennis, volleyball, when you talk about people being able to participate, mm-hmm. these sports are sports that really anybody can participate in. Um, cricket, from what I what I've seen about it, is like hitting the paddle with the ball. Mm-hmm. And even when the professional leagues, yes, them guys are athletes and women are athletes, and I don't want to say they're not athletes, but they're not like extraordinary physical aspects of athletes, right? So, like when I say extraordinary physical aspects of athletes. You can be five foot seven and play cricket. You can't be five foot seven and play football at any type of level. Okay. You mean like as a professional level? As a professional level or like, yeah, as a professional level. That's really what I mean. Yeah, because I mean, the whole point, and you can let me know if I'm interrupting or I'm wrong. Go ahead. Is that anyone can play like take professionalism out of it yeah i was gonna get there so i'm getting ahead of me oh sorry getting ahead ahead. oh see okay because i this this is what i'm gonna say for america right what i'm saying is overseas right these are basically overseas numbers yeah for some of these sports they can watch average people play or average size people play a sport extraordinary, right? Yeah. America, we have a superhero complex. I like to say that. Okay. 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 Football players that play professionally, if you ever see them in real life, yeah, they're, they're like, like huge. They're huge. Uh-huh. Pause. That was wild. <laughs> you like two for two. <laughs> but they're like freakish athletes. You can look at them and be like, yo, that's an athlete. Yeah. Basketball players. They're tall. Yeah. Like even your point bars that y'all look on TV that look small compared yeah. to the to the centers and stuff, they're still six foot four, six foot five. Yeah. Right? And even the baseball players nowadays are not your baseball players of your granddad. They're like true athletes. Like they're they're built, they lift weights mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And of course, boxers, you know, you see how boxing is. Boxing is one of the most taxing sports you could ever do. Mm-hmm. And I think America likes that superhero complex. You like to see a Cam Newton. Like, how does somebody six foot six, two forty, run this fast? Right. Um, I think far as when it goes professional wise, that's why this, like America sports and the world sports there, right? Because soccer, professional soccer, like Leon, um, Leonel Messi or Messi, he's not that tall. And if you saw him walking around, he doesn't really look like an athlete. Mm-hmm. But he's one of the best soccer players in the world. Right. Forever. Now, Cristiano Ronaldo, he's like a taller guy. The other guy that's right there. He's He looks like an athlete. But there's some soccer players out here that don't look like athletes. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you can see them just walking around. Like, you probably will never know. By America standards. By America standards, right? right. Overseas, it's bigger. Mm-hmm. I think for other sports like tennis, um, rugby, like some of them rugby guys, 
look like they just get together on the weekend sometimes, even in the professional league, right? And then that's why I think there's such a vast difference on what sports are popular between them. America loves their Captain America, their superheroes, mm-hmm. or their people that do superhuman things. Yeah, that's why some people are such through like LeBron in basketball. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to be that size and be able to play like that. Yeah, move like that. But everybody, that's why Steph Curry relates a lot more with a lot of people. Not saying LeBron's not a big star. Yeah, but Steph Curry is. It looks like more like an average guy. He's a little bit taller than the average guy, yeah. but he has an extraordinary shooting skill. Yeah. Right? Um, now, the part that you was getting to is, the other part of the reason I think these are very popular, because you can get a lot of these, like soccer has so many amateur leagues. You can go to any park on a Sunday and see people playing soccer in America, overseas, anywhere. Mm-hmm. They'll see You see them playing anywhere. Like uh-huh. I mean, you can ride past the park and see it. Um, you're from Chicago, so you know them ice rinks. They keep it escape. You know, and you know, you don't skate, but you know. I mean, I feel like people get together and do that. It's not my experience. But I feel not like actually play hockey, but like in Canada and stuff like that. Like if you live places where it's cold, people be out there, you know, that's just not what I'm accustomed to. Yeah, and then like tennis. Everybody has played tennis. Yeah, court. everybody, even all the parks, all the parks in Resorts. Chicago have a tennis court. And there's at least two people yeah. playing all the them. Resorts have tennis courts. Yes, they do. Everything. Yeah, uh, volleyball. Do. People play beach volleyball. People play volleyball. Yeah. Indoor volleyball. Um, basketball. And of course, people got a hoop they're going to play. So, like, the, the, them top sports are sports. They're the most popular because... I personally think because, but I don't know what I'm talking about. Because more people are able to just pick up and play. Yeah, it's hard to just pick up and play football. Yeah, American football. Yeah, it's hard to just pick up and play boxing. You know what I'm saying? But it and then overseas they like that because, as you see, like anybody that's never watched soccer, um, I encourage that you do. Because I think you'll see a whole other level of fan passion that you thought, if you thought your NFL team that you like or your college team had fan passion, this multiplied by 10 when you talk about European soccer. I think that's the only reason why I watch it is for the fandom. Like They sing songs that's like like passed down through generations. I know, like in their community. Yeah, and it's their community. Every community has a team. Yeah, that's so cool to me. Um, Cricket, I knew cricket would kind of be, I'm surprised it's high. But cricket is big in India. Ain't it like five billion people? It's a lot. I mean, we could just shoot out a number and you know, we can give facts. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people in India. So the biggest it just it just kind of amazes me how different America is. Now, America is gonna bring the most money. Yeah. That's now we're not even talking about viewership and money. American football makes the most money out of any sport. Mm-hmm. Besides soccer. Right. Soccer makes the most money. All right, let me correct myself. Because soccer makes most money. If you don't believe me, go look at soccer. Just something, to, you know what I'm saying, to people that don't know. So we like to educate here. Sometimes you have to pay $200 million to a team just to talk to a player, to get a player to come to a different club. So if I'm at Real Madrid and I'm Liverpool, that's an English and Spanish team, I like one of your players. Okay, Real Madrid might be like, give me $150 million so you can basically buy the player from me, and then you still have to pay the player. Mm. So that soccer money is different. But when yeah. you've been playing since the 1800s, I mean, hey, that's old money. Some yeah. of that money then like wrinkled up and turned into dust, probably. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But behind that, football makes the most, and basketball makes a ton of money. It's global. So far, as far as America, that's why every sport wants to break into the American market, like. Um, because we love to spend money over here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, you can like even with boxing, you can have a boxing sensation overseas, but they want to come to America and fight because the money is here. Yeah. If you can make it in America. That's where the money is. I mean, that's just how it goes. That's how it's been for since we're the richest country in the world. Yeah, so. minus for soccer. That's yeah, besides soccer. That's the only. That's the only exception. Because there's other pro leagues of basketball, but everybody was playing NBA. Yeah. You know, um, fame, money, exposure exactly. That's that's what it is. 
what it is. Um, now that we got that part out of the way and breaking down of the sports, let's get to the real part of why you're here. Because I would never break go here just talk about sports. <laughs> you don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about but one thing we both know since it is October. Mm-hmm. And sing your little song again. H O M E. Okay. October. October brings in the homecoming season. Yes. Talk a little bit about it last week. And the week before that. And the week before that, we talked about tailgates and bands. Yeah, okay. Not in the, yeah, you're Not, right. We didn't talk about home. We talked about tailgating and band. But this is homecoming, right? Mm-hmm. And homecoming, we're talking about HBCU homecomings and what it what it when it got started. Yeah. I'm gonna talk about that. And a little bit about it. And we're gonna talk about how you will rank one mm-hmm. or how difficult it is to rank one. And like you know what I'm saying what what happens at homecoming? You know what I'm saying what kind of what things might happen or come up at a homecoming? Right? Okay, let's go. Um, so a little bit of history about homecoming. The first homecoming we talk about all homecomings was at University of Missouri huh. in 1910. Is that Mizzou? Mizzou. Oh, really? They had that was the first documented homecoming. Not saying other people weren't doing it, but there's documented. Documented. Okay. Now, as far as HBCUs. Homecoming started. There wasn't a real documentation for it, but they started in the 1920s. Okay. So HBCU homecoming started in the 1920s, and the first documented one that somebody could find, I could find that uh, multiple sites says was at Morehouse in 1924. Okay. Not saying that nobody didn't have one; it wasn't named something else. But the first homecoming that was documented from about four different sites was in 1924 at Morehouse. Homecoming is a time that means a lot. When you're there, it means a lot. I think it's more of a vibe of fun when you're there. Mm-hmm. But when you're an alumni, mm-hmm. it's literally like coming home because I don't know what it's like to be the PWI. I've never been to PWI. I don't have many friends that went to the PWI. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ones that did stayed at the HBCUs more than they did the PWIs. Yeah. And the people that I'm talking about, they know who they are. We're gonna call the names <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so petty. So but but mm-hmm. um it's home when you're there. Yeah, hence the name homecoming. Yeah, it's like when you're there, your HBCU is your home. Yeah, for sure. Like they call them, they say she or love she. Like mm-hmm. in some of our models, they, they refer to homecomings as she. Mm-hmm. Because homecoming is like your mother, yeah, and it's like a nurturer, a time place where you find yourself, yeah, and it's like really home. That's why alumni, when they come back, they like it's literally like I know what people say is like come home, but I feel like if you really feel like coming home, you didn't. People have found love there, yeah, found the careers there, found themselves, yeah, and one thing I'm gonna say for black people, some people that didn't have maybe the experience I had to go into a black high school found their black voice there. Yeah. Which I'm not going to underestimate that. I'm not going to get too deep into it on the sport podcast, but you really find your black voice there because you see that black people do everything. Yeah, we're not a monolith. Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. But that's what, why this season mm-hmm. is so important to a lot of people because, you know, it's a time for you to people take off work. Like even they don't get they got no PTO, they don't they're gonna be off that week. Prepare the others. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's approved or not, I'm going. <laughs> so um homecoming is is, is is very special in the HBC world. And what I want to try to do, or see if I can do, what I think is actually very difficult. I looked up on many sites the rankings. I uh, love how you keep saying I looked up on many sites. Yeah, I go on Google. Right, but I'm it's not, like I'm not, I'm not sourcing nothing around here. <laughs> Ain't paying me to source them. I looked on many sites. I looked on many sites. I went to Google and looked at many sites. Okay. That's what I did. Many uh, sites. Many sites. Yeah, I'm not sourcing nothing. Uh huh. No APA nothing over here. Okay. <laughs> many sites. I ain't using no direct quotes. Okay, I gotcha. <laughs> and they try to rank homecomings. Yeah. And 
the list can piss you off if you're wrong. If you're not, if you're not in the right state of mind, and if you think your school is the best, and you only see your school in the top ten. You like, dang. But you see other schools in the top ten. You like, mm. who's doing these rankings? Yeah, like, what's this ranking like? I feel like if I feel like if you ever went to any HBCU, you can't rank and it not be biased because you're always gonna think that your school is somewhere on the list, even though it may not be on the list for rankings. And then what are you ranking? Like if we was like, let's say we wanted to have someone go around to all the HBCUs or homecoming season and do a homecoming tour. If you had to rank top three things, what would you rank? You would rank the food. Food. You would rank um uh, like vibe and what? Like entertainment. entertainment. But what it, when entertainment do you mean just like the day of homecoming because the if entertainment is the game or do you mean what is going on once the game is over yeah it's like but are you talking about is your, your homecoming i feel like you can't be top three if your homecoming only last two days okay cool so yeah so it's entertainment so like your week of events leading up uh-huh. the food uh-huh. and culture vibes well, i say size of people coming back but if your school is ain't that big, I get you. But then can, can you be in the top three and you don't got no community effect neither? No, no, yeah, I think so. Cause I mean, my home by the sea community is not the same as compared to North Carolina AT. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not, and that's just because of the it's just because of where the school is located and you know what I'm saying? So I don't think that would think. I would think the things you have to rank it on would be the food. We'll say food closer. Slash vendors. Yeah, food slash vendors. Uh vibe slash I would say vibe by itself. No, culture and vibe is the same thing. Culture just sounds better. Okay. You prefer vibe? Okay, whatever. I'm just saying like you said culture and vibe. Culture but the culture can be different other places. Though. Exactly. Okay, so, okay. like, if you have a culture where Hampton's culture versus, a Morgan you know, Morgan State culture, in the South, exactly, or Jackson State culture, mm-hmm. is some things are going to be the same because all HBCUs have a level of sameness. It's gonna be a DJ, you know. It's gonna be alcohol. Period. But you don't have a DJ alcohol. Is it even homecoming? Is it even really homecoming? That's a good ass question. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know your entertainment, and then I feel like the person who's gonna go and make this list. If you are publishing this, I want to know: Are you alumni of a HBCU? It gotta be a PWI. It gotta be a PWI. And it gotta be a Midwestern PWI or West Coast PWI. Yeah, so I don't because know bias. If you're an East Coast PWI, you still can be biased. Like you can go. Cause we got people that went to ODU that been to Hampton, Norfolk State, and Howard's homecoming. Exactly. Like then, I need you to be going to like like you can't go to USCG and then you go to NC homecoming. Exactly. Or you go to University of Houston, but you go to Texas Southern homecoming. Exactly. I need you to be like. I need you to be from like California. Exactly, or the middle of West. Yeah. Or like, I'm, or like Idaho. Exactly. Okay, that's a bit much. Or maybe like well, Missouri. Idaho don't know that. Idaho don't know anything. I don't know really what is no 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 disrespect to my listeners in Idaho if I have any. Know what's in this name? Name city. Name city. I know they have potatoes there because that's what my potato. Idaho potatoes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But they have to be. I don't have to ask somebody from the Midwest or the West Coast. Yeah. PWI. With some knowledge of HBCUs would be helpful because I think yeah. if you come in there with none, then you're not going to understand anything. Yeah, you're going to be like a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be a black person. No. Mm-hmm. Preferably. But you don't have to be. You could be like black adjacent. What the hell does black adjacent mean? Okay, so you know how sometimes you meet some people who are from other cultures that can get invited to the cookout? That's what I mean. Nah. No, so they have to be a black person. Okay, so there we go. And then put out your rankings. Exactly. Then I, then I, then I could really, I could see that. Yeah. 
for sure. And then maybe you should separate it by region. Because, like, is it fair to put, you know, Jackson yeah. State with a Howard? I mean, it could be. If you're going off, if the food is amazing and the vibe is amazing and they don't rank as high entertainment, but their food and vibe is higher, then it, it levels itself out. Okay, cool. True, true, true. And I, now what I will think, I think you would have to break it up between school size. Yeah. Um, because yeah, I think yeah. some schools are going to have more just because they're bigger. bigger um, bigger schools. Um, I agree. But I definitely agree. Like, it's hard to find a ranking. Everybody's ranking is going to be biased. I mean, I know mine is going to be biased. Yeah, for sure. I know yours is going to be biased. Anybody yeah. with the HBC, they're going to be biased. Yep. Um, and then if you went to the HBCU for grad school, that just adds even more bias. Yeah. Yeah. So some, you have to have a non-HBCU grad. Yeah. Um, what's some things that you can expect at a homecoming? For me personally, I'm going to go first on the sports aspect. I like at homecoming now because the conferences have changed that you are going to be playing most likely a meaningful game at homecoming. Like, for example, this year we played Morgan State. That's a conference game. means a lot. So the game is going to be just as interesting. For example, uh, Hampton played a mm -hmm. another conference game. Um, I think we played Howard for their homecoming in the conference game. Um, most of the time, I like the fact that now you're playing meaningful games for homecoming. It used to be Cupcake City in, in homecoming. When you say Cupcake City, when I say City, Cupcake City, that... you, you schedule a team that you know you're going to beat. Gotcha. Nobody wants to lose in front of all your fans. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I mean, I know it's different in Hampton because y'all don't even go inside the game at all. People be inside there? I just ain't never been inside there. But um, what's, what's something that you have to see at a homecoming to even feel like it's a homecoming? Well, for me, belonging to the best and greatest sorority there is on earth, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, I definitely need to serenade. I don't care where I am, what I'm doing. I'm always serenading. I'm going to wherever we congregate to serenade at that point in time. Like, Homecoming for that, for me, if I can't do that for homecoming, I'm feeling very like, dang, I didn't get the, like, I didn't get the full experience. Like, that is always something that I am thinking about for homecoming. That means a lot to me. Um, What else? What do you need to see, though? Like, what, what, if you're getting the homecoming spirit, besides you being the vibe line, like, what does the yard or... The spot that you at to make when you pull up, what makes it feel like a homecoming? Instead of a different, it's another game. Well, I don't really go to the games, but I feel like just seeing the people there is what really makes it feel like a homecoming. Seeing people that you haven't seen in a long time. Um, I think the vendors for me. Yeah, you see all the vendors out there. Seeing the blow, vendors, like the blow up mascot. Yep, or like being able to purchase like. It might sound, but like I always like for Hampton is like you know you'll be able to like buy your sweatshirts, your like certain vendors that I wouldn't buy for. I, I forget the beauty brand, but there's this one beauty brand that's always on Hampton's campus, no matter what. And even though I necessarily wouldn't buy the brand, I look forward to them being there because it's like I remember when. I necessarily like, you know, when you're a freshman, you just buy whatever you can buy what's available. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's what's important to me. Also, I think another thing that people don't think about for homecoming, especially now that, you know, it's getting the weather's changing, you know, people are getting into cousin season as what people like to call it, <laughs> is meeting someone at homecoming yeah i mean especially for y'all hampton folk that's why y'all be dressed up because you never know you never know people <laughs> fall in love at homecoming people reconnect yeah. people see people who have, people look different for better or for worse you know you could be thinking dang people ain't trying. and or you could be thinking dang in a good way it could be like i dodged a bullet you know like <laughs> <laughs> you know you know like, you know um 
That's a good point. When you do see a lot of people that you haven't seen in a while. And like you said, if you are looking for, you know, that little nudge of love, you might find somebody. That you yeah, it could be about. it could be somebody who was either a year ahead of you or behind you, and just because of the time and space that you were in, mm. you just didn't know. Like I think about some of my line sisters who have ended up meeting someone who went to Hampton. They just didn't like their paths never crossed, mm-hmm. but they crossed that homecoming. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just think that that's a you know I'm a sucker for a good love story. Yeah, the one one of the big things that we're about to wrap it up to, um, that people might not know, that know me, even they know me. Now, I don't like getting up early, but when I am there, I I like a good parade. You haven't been to a parade in forever. What are you even talking about? I do. I like a good parade. I like seeing the little kids and see them trying to do their little dances. I do. I like it. When I when I went that one time, which I like the parade. I do. I like seeing the bands. Yeah. I like seeing the little dance troops, the yeah. little people, little scooters and bikes and stuff, and waving at people and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I feel like. Like, because I grew up in Greensboro, so the ANC part of it, that's the community part of it. Yeah. Like, you stand in front of somebody. So people there for a parade. You stand in front of somebody's yard watching the parade. Yep. You see all the high schools come, and, you know, you just see. I think that's the community aspect I get from it. And then, like, not only do I see people, I see people that went to the school, I see people that I grew up with. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I do like a good parade, you know. So I, I am I am a sucker for a good parade. I might not always make. I don't. I'm not a morning person. Yeah. But if I do get up and go, like if our son had to go to like a ten one, mm-hmm. that'd be a fun thing to do. It'd be a fun thing to take AJ. He's not old enough. I feel like for it to be fun for everybody. I'm like, oh, yeah. you do. You do do that. So, oh yeah, I'm a sucker for the parades. Like the parades, that's when I feel like it's homecoming when you got you see the floats starting to get built mm-hmm. and the parades starting to happen and stuff like that. And then you just everybody's trying to be top tier. The band is trying to be top tier. Yep, the dancers, the dancers are dancers trying to be top tier. The football team is trying to be top tier. Yeah, everybody is trying to to impress. And then the favorite thing, my this is my last point. My most favorite thing about homecoming okay, is, is seeing an old head lose themselves and think they back in college. If I, you always going to see somebody try to do a split and can't get back up. Yes, yes, yes. That's so funny. My dad says that when he came down for homecoming last time in the like lobby area of homecoming, like after it's over, it smells like Bengay, aspartame, yeah. all the stuff. Everybody people... being, I love seeing people yeah. act like they back in 89 mm-hmm. getting down again. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're always going to see somebody do that. And then, you know, like I said, I think it's just the camaraderie of it. You know, yeah. like people... It's a time to get away from your, your natural world things. Yeah, get nostalgic. Yeah, get nostalgic. Go see your old... Like, just walk the camp. I will come just walk the campus. Yeah, like, I can't... I'm so excited for AJ to come and, like, really be like, and this is where your dad and mom were. Stop stop trying to put my business up there. <laughs> and this is where we met. This is where your mom was. And this is, like, where he asked me to meet his girlfriend. <laughs> So we're going to end it right here. Before we end it, I have something I want to say. What are you trying to say? I just want to wish you a happy birthday. It comes out on Sunday. I know. It won't be your birthday when it comes out because we're recording it on your birthday. But I just wanted to publicly tell you so it's here for the world to see that I am so proud of you. You've been doing this podcast for a little bit over the month and I can see that you're really passionate about it and it just brings me so much joy for you to do something outside of just taking care of me taking care of AJ going to work and having your own outlet and so I just love you so much even though it's homecoming season and things like that around this time I get super nostalgic and I still see us as those 18 year old young people not knowing what we were doing. That's a fact. That's and fact. I just love you so much. And I'm just I'm really Okay, enough of it, not too much. Okay, I got you. All right. So
Um, but when I said homecoming season, if you near one, never graduated from from an HBC, but you're near one, I suggest you to go. For sure. Um, you check the IDK sports page. I'm actually gonna drop a whole schedule uh, Ooh, of of yeah, um, every weekend homecoming. Okay. Um, I think this weekend is some swag homecomings. Like I think it's a uh, Alabama State homecoming. I think it might be Tuskegee's homecoming. But check the IDK sports pod page. I'm gonna drop like a whole monthly calendar of homecomings um out. So you know if you're in the area. You can always stop by. I mean, they're not, they don't treat you like family. It is what it is. That's how we do. So we're going to end it right here. Y'all stay tuned a little bit for the recap. All right. So after we done talked about homecoming and some popular sports across the world, I kind of want to do something different this week instead of doing the recap because this week is my birthday and I will be having a little get together, you know, you know what I'm saying? You only have a birthday once a year. So I want to, instead of doing my recap, I'm going to do the mid-season IDK hot takes and awards, all right? We're going to do this for football since college football just started on week five and in week five, um... We're going to talk about some hot takes for the FBS and the FCS, we're really HBCUs, okay? So, starting off with the FBS, my hot mid-season hot takes are that Texas and Oregon are the most dominant teams so far I've seen in the FBS Power 5 ranks of college football. I think when you look at the quality of wins they have, right? You look at Texas. Texas goes into Alabama and beats Alabama. Looks dominant on defense. I mean, their defense is very dominant, especially that front seven. They get after the quarterback, and they do not let anybody run against them. And their quarterback is feasible, right? He's a good quarterback. Not Heisman level, but feasible. And as long as they can put up some points, that great defense they have is going to be doing big things. I mean, Texas, this weekend, they have a big showdown between – their rivals at Oklahoma at the State Fairgrounds in Dallas. So, you know, by the time I hit this on Sunday, they might have took an L. But so far, from what I've seen recording here on this Friday night, Texas and Oregon are two of the dominant teams. I say Oregon because Oregon, um, of course, everybody saw the Colorado game. And I, some of the other games, I think Oregon just has Bo Nix is playing at a high level. Um, with a, playing like a seventh-year quarterback should play. I mean, he's been playing football forever. Um, and that that defense and that defensive line is very dominant. They have not had a close game all year. Um, I think that Oregon is one of the more dominant teams. And I know everybody thinking, what about Georgia? What about Michigan, Ohio State? Ohio State, I'm going to keep it real, besides Marvin Harrison Jr., I think Ohio State is poised for a couple of, a, at least one loss this year at least against Penn State, and they have to go to Penn State, and I think they definitely lose to Michigan. I think Michigan is kind of in the same boat as Georgia. I think Michigan and Georgia have are like sleepwalking through some games, especially Georgia, having games as close as they have to be. I think you won't see them really turn it on until midway through the season, but sometimes you sleepwalking through games can cause you to lose. Um... But I don't think they lose any games. I do think they both go unscathed this year. And I think they kind of just sleepwalking. So I'm saying most dominant so far is Texas and Oregon. My next midseason hot take is the Pac-12 is by far the best conference in college football right now. And that's weird to say because the Pac-12 is not going to be around anymore. But right now, like top to bottom, if you look at it, like Pac-12 have great teams in the Pac-12. You have um, Oregon, who I just said is one of my more dominant teams this year um, You so far. Um, you have Washington, who has a good team. Washington State is, has, is a pretty decent team. Oregon, Oregon, I mean, I already said Oregon. Oregon State, um, good team. You got uh, USC, has Caleb Williams, probably the Heisman front runner. You have um, this like UCLA is a ranked good team. The Pac-12 through and through is just a right now is probably the best conference in college football, top to bottom. Then you had the most exciting team in Colorado, who has all the publicity. But far as like a football conference, it's going to be a tough road. So the Pac-12 has an undefeated champion. That champion is not going to be your regular Pac-12 undefeated champion. Like 
I really think they have some players and some teams that are very good as far as a whole conference. Um, I don't really see the Big 12 being real competitive. I mean, Texas is going to run through the Big 12, I think. Once they beat Oklahoma, I think there's nobody else that beats Texas. On the Big 10, I think it's Michigan's to lose. Um, don't really have much faith in Ohio State this year and them like that. And as far as like top to bottom, the rest of the teams are real mid. Like, yeah, Maryland's 5-0, but do you really fear Maryland? The ACC, I think, is going to come down to Florida State. And what they do, I don't see anybody else in the ACC really being all that great. Um, and then the SEC, which is, brings me to my third hot take, is the SEC is really mid this year. I mean, besides, like, does anybody see Georgia having any competition in the SEC? Alabama's not that good. LSU is not that good. As they usually are. Kentucky is probably looking like the second best team. Florida's not that good. And M is mid. Arkansas is mid. Ole Miss is mid. It's really a mid-conference. So, like, I know people like to like the SEC and it goes off name, but it's really a mediocre conference this year. Like, it's really, in my books, it goes as far as Power 5. We're going Pac-12. Big Ten, SEC, ACC, and the Big 12 is whatever the Big 12 going to be besides Texas, right? That So, you know, I like it this year because it's more parity. I like it this year because you have more people that's able to make it to the playoffs, I think, or which brings me to my next hot take. I really believe it's going to be that fourth spot might be a team with two losses. I think a uh, two-loss SEC team might sneak in or a two-loss Pac-12 team might sneak in. So what if you are like a a USC and you lose to Washington and then you turn around and lose the conference championship game? I mean, I know people don't want to see it. And I know people are not going to like it, but I, I don't put them. I put that above a Big 12 one-loss champion. It's not Texas. Like, if Texas or Oklahoma don't win the Big 12, who else would you put up there? You know what I'm saying? And if they lose, it's going to drop them down so far they can't be in top four. I can't give Texas credit for having one loss, but that one loss is the Baylor or BYU. But I can give Washington credit. They won loss to the USC, and another loss is to uh, – uh, Oregon, who might be undefeated. Like I just, I just think, I think that fourth spot is really going to be a two-loss team. I think it's only going to be probably one undefeated team because I, I do think Oregon might lose a game, but I don't, and I do think that Michigan has a chance to lose a game, but I don't see George. I think, see, I think George is just head over heels better than everybody else in the SEC. Um, but I do think it's definitely going to be one one-loss team. Or maybe two one-loss teams. And it has a chance for the first time ever to have two, have one two-loss team make the playoffs, which would be a change from the previous years. So let me get into my HBCU takes, mid-season hot takes. I thought long and hard about this. First hot take is that the MEAC is a stronger conference than a lot of people give it credit for. The MEAC this year... Now, yes, it's only a five-team league, but they are out here outperforming a lot of leagues and out-of-conference play. You have First, you have Morgan and Howard almost beat FBS teams. Then you have um, us play our closest conference rivals, which is the CAA, or the um, Coastal Athletic Conference, which is another FCS conference. And right now, it's um, 500 on wins and losses between those two conferences. And the Coastal Athletic Conference is supposed to be one of the better FCS conferences. So the MEAC has really proven itself and proven its strength that, yes, it might only have five teams, but they are very, they play very good football. One of my biggest hot takes is that Hampton is the biggest surprise to HBCU football. Nobody saw Hampton coming. Hampton has a chance to make the FCS playoffs if they keep playing the way they're playing. Um, right now, they're 3-1 and one, um, with big wins over Gramlin, Richmond, and Howard. Um, only losses to my Spartans in Norfolk State. But Hampton is probably... If it wasn't for FAMU in North Carolina Central... 
being the top dogs right now, HBC football in my eyes, Hampton Hampton would be number one. Hampton is playing great football. They're looking like they was chose to be last in the CAA. And they're looking like probably one of the better teams in the CAA. I'm really rooting for Hampton. Um, after we beat them, I don't really care. I, I didn't really care about them losing any other games. But they really have a chance at 3-1 record and going to conference play. Big game against um, Campbell this week at home. But they have a chance to win. They get about five five more wins. They, they, they make, it to the H, make it to the playoffs, the FCS playoffs. And that's big. That a team that was picked last can make it to the FCS playoffs um, over a season when they only won like maybe three games, right? Um, I talked about FAMU and Central. Right now, they're the two best teams on, on track to be at the Celebration Bowl. Now, the MIAC has not started conference play, and, and the FAMU is thick in swag play. But right now, as far as the two, most, the two top teams and the two HBCU conferences, they look like they're on a, a track to meet each other at the Celebration Bowl. Um, I think Central has a harder track because they can't afford to lose any conference games. FAMU were beating Jackson State. Um, they kind of put themselves in the driver's seat. Even if they do lose one, they'll still get a chance to play in the SWAC championship game. But, you know what I'm saying, North Carolina Central, you don't have that luxury. And MIAC doesn't have no championship game. It's a five-game race, five-team um, race. Hey, every game matters. It's like a playoff game. Every week, soon as me at conference play, but them two teams look complete. Davius Richards, the quarterback for Central, is who we thought he is. Even with him playing hurt, he's still carrying his team and playing really good. And fam, you just has a complete team as far as like their defense, their run game. Quarterback is kind of sketchy, but I think them are the two top teams um, in HBCU football right now, as reflected on my poll that you see every Wednesday on the IDK Sports Pod Instagram page. Um, one hot take that I have that, you know, is kind of close to me. Can Ante turn it around? Um, Ante got a new coach. Basically, a new team, a little bit of a lot of new players, new teams. Some of their best players left. Had a rough start. Lost their first three games. Had a win against my Norfolk State Spartans, 28-26 in a great game last weekend. Um, can Ante get to the point where they are... Back to their old winning ways. I mean, everything is front of them. They only lost one conference game. That's to, the, to Elon. But now they're getting the thicker conference play. They play Villanova this week at home. And with that win they got against my Spartans, can Ante turn around and make this season respectable? Does this season, um, can they make it respectable and maybe finish 6-5? and five? You know what I'm saying? So, that is a... Big deal for the Aggies if they can go six and five this year with all them changes and, and losing the first four. I mean, first three. So, um, that's one of my hot takes for this year. And then my last hot take for the FCS HBCU football is that the Celebration Bowl road or field is still wide open. I know I said family and Central are there, but I think it's a lot more parity in both conferences this year than it was last year. Last year, you kind of saw that Central was the best team in the MEAC, and you knew that Jackson State had way more talent than anybody in the SWAT. FAM and Central are the best teams right now, but I can see Central losing to a Howard, Norfolk, or Morgan, or even South Carolina State on any given Saturday. FAM has, they beat Jackson State, they still got to get past Alabama and m And I think they have to play Alabama State, too. So, and then they still got to play the rival against Methune. I think FAM is the best team. But unlike Jackson State, I don't think they're head over heels the best team in the swag. Um, so, I think the Rose Celebration Bowl is wide open. That's why it's more watched this year, more competitive this year, more Exciting this year because storylines are playing out because last year in the SWAC, you just knew that Jackson State was head over heels better. And then you saw after the South Carolina State game, another game that Central kind of was showing they're the best team in the MEAC. So the Celebration Bowl is wide open. Everybody has everything in front of them. MEAC play hasn't even started yet and the SWAC play just getting into full effect. So you have everything in front of you 
to try to uh, claim your stake for your team to make it to the Celebration Bowl. And that's it. That's my hot takes that I have for my midseason takes. Um, tell me what you think on my Instagram page when you hear this. Uh, DM me and let me know what you think. Some of the takes I might have might be wrong. I could be totally off. But hey, I don't know what I'm talking about. That's what the podcast is for. It's just my opinion, right? Um, but I really am excited for the second half of the season because now we're getting into conference play. And conference play dictates championships, playoff seating, bowl games, and everything. So now basically like in the FBS is the race to six. It's the race for a lot of teams to get six wins. You get six wins in the FBS, you wouldn't get the bowl game. So now everybody is trying to go out of non-conference play, get in the conference play, be competitive, and win six and try to get yourself in line to win a conference championship. And for the HBCUs, it's all about winning the conference, so you go to that big dance in Atlanta that everybody wants to be at. For the ones that play in the SWAC and the MEAC, and far as Hampton goes, hey, you win four or five more games, you could be looking at a playoff spot. In the FCS playoffs, so that's what um, it's really exciting for this second half of the season. Um, and I just wanted to get my midseason awards and hot takes again. Telling me what you think at IDK Sports Pod on Instagram. Follow us, DM me, let me know what you like. If you like it, you don't like it. You think I think I'm trash? Think I don't know what I'm talking about? Hey, I take all kind of criticism. Just let me know what you think. Don't forget that we drop every Sunday, every Sunday on wherever you get your podcast at. If you get on Spotify, Apple, go ahead and follow your boy so you get the notifications when we drop. And um, so you'll never miss an episode. So we'll go ahead and cut this short because, you know, like I said, it's my birthday and I'm trying to party this weekend. So, you know what I'm saying? Don't forget to listen on Sunday. You know, I know it's homecoming time and I think it's about, um, I do want to give my prayers out to Morgan State. For them had to count stay homecoming for the unfortunate shooting on their campus. You know, I feel bad for them kids because homecoming on HBCUs, like I said plenty of times, is a sacred, great time. So for the fact that theirs got canceled, I can't do nothing but feel for them. But you have some other homecoming. I think Bowie State homecoming is this weekend, so maybe they can go across town and go to Bowie and have a good time. But if you are having t- fun at homecoming with your first homecoming or homecoming, your second, third, or fourth homecoming, be safe. Don't drink and drive. Have a good time. You know, it's a great time in October. And just, you know what I'm saying, be safe about it. But again, I'm about to cut this short because we about to party around here. So, you know, catch me every Sunday, wherever you get your podcast. Follow us on Instagram. Until next time, I'll holler.